Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the tunnel. In the tunnel. In the tunnel. You're listening to In the Tunnel. Hello and welcome to In the Tunnel, episode number 98. 98, our first numbered episode in a while, because we actually have more to bring other than uh, just bracket stuff this time around. Yep. But of course, we do have more bracket stuff. We are the only uh, show on podcast sports where we can start a tournament before March Madness and then end after March Madness, really taking ourselves out of the running for being in the niche market of March Madness. Right. So, or college basketball at all, really. Yeah. All right. So, what do we got for the MLB? Uh, so, we have no more lockout. We yep. have universal DH. Mm-hmm. And from there, we had a short spring training full of maybe the most volatile amounts of scoring in spring training history. We had a number of games that had over 20 runs scored. Yeah. And I, I think... Also, if you're a Mets fan, sorry, but... But yeah, for the Mets looking the same as normal, which, as we all know, means underperforming. Okay. Um. And still not having a good bullpen. Yep. I love to get one of my friends, uh, Nash, on here, but I know that ain't gonna happen. But I mean, it's basically like he's the most like realistic Mets fan in the world. He's like, yeah, I've given up. His thing is, he's like, no, nah, I'm a God fan because God will never lose, unlike the Mets. <laughs> What the heck did I just hear? We've also planned out uh, the ownership of a fake MLB team in Las Vegas called the Spades. So oh, stay tuned. Not that bad of a name. No, not bad at all. The only thing is we are competing with, I'm pretty sure, a women's hockey team or something for the naming rights. Great. Uh... So stay tuned for the Las Vegas Spades versus God World Series. 
<laughs> yeah, um, sure. Anyway, let's uh go to the NBA. So we've not talked about it for so long that here are your playoff brackets. Yeah, so we have the Suns, my Suns, who have locked in every one seed that's possible, best record in the NBA, all of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, have considering the number one seed in the East is under bad. 50 wins. Yeah, yeah. very, very it's much under 50 wins. Not that hard. No, it's not, but at the same time, it's very pleasurable to watch. Um so I, I don't mind it. Um, and then from there, what we have is we have the normal suspects for the most part. You have Milwaukee in a two spot. Memphis comes out of nowhere on the west side, though, because of how they've built a nice culture there. They're going to be the two seed in the west. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have, unfortunately, this is what happens with the playing tournament, is one side there's always one weak conference. I don't know why the NBA doesn't have strong conferences anytime. It's been like this, like our whole lives is like, there's always a team that like really borderline sucks. That makes it. But now with the establishment of the playing tournament that allows seven, eight, nine, ten, you get some really bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> if um, you look at the West compared to the East play, yeah. you have one team over 500. Yeah. And so like, the the Spurs are like technically in, but they're still battling. And this is why, like, a few episodes ago when we did the trade deadline, the Sacramento Kings were like swinging for acquiring talent because they were like, we're in the race for the play in. Is like, well, like two weeks later, they were eliminated. But the fact of the matter is, you could be that bad and still swing for the fences. Yep. Um, the East, it. At least you have to have a winning record. I I don't know that that's really the best claim, but like I mean, it's I true. Know. At the I, moment, I think, yeah, but I think the East is more the toss-up conference. Like mm-hmm. I can see the the Bulls beating the Sixers, whereas I think if Curry returns, it's over. It's the Warriors beating the shit out of the Jazz. Uh, but I, I mean, I just don't... at the same time, like, I don't think like in the West, right, you can say Phoenix and Memphis are head and shoulders above any team they'll face, mm-hmm. even probably going into the next round. Yeah, Um. I mean, I, I think in the West, the talent in the playing teams, because those playing teams are the teams that play the one and two seed. Mm hmm. Like, Kawhi's not playing for the Clippers. I don't know why the guy decided to sign there as a free agent and decided to re-sign and just seemingly never wants to play a game. And, like, teams are just okay with that. Um, Minnesota's got Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, but they have playoff inexperience. Um, mm-hmm. Pelicans have no Zion. He ain't playing. Uh, not that Zion actually means anything, at least in my opinion. I think he's overrated. Uh, and the Spurs basically are just in the spot because the Lakers refuse to win games. Yeah, but I, I mean, all, what I'm saying is more so even next round, right? Yeah. Like, sure, a Curry, a Golden State with Curry is different than 
a Golden State without. But still, like Phoenix and Memphis have just been better. Yeah, but you know, and I, I will say on that on the on the flip side, right? Like Miami and Milwaukee, they've had their moments. But does that mean that if Brooklyn shows up, if they win and they face Milwaukee and they show up, they can't win? No, it's gonna be. The only thing though is that at this point, Benson is probably isn't playing at all this season because he keeps getting shut down two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. For a guy who hasn't played all season, seems like he's just going to pull the same shit in Brooklyn. Uh, not that that really matters to their success, but like their bench wasn't god-awful. But the mandate has been lifted and Kyrie's able to play, and they're still just... It, they haven't made any noticeable leap forward. But the the thing is, it doesn't like what I'm saying is that like a noticeable leap forward still isn't really needed to at least contend against a team in this their side of the bracket. Well, it, I mean, they they didn't they had a hard time. They lost in seven games when they were highly touted and doing good last year. Yeah. Against the Bucks, yeah. so they've taken a clear step backwards. I mean, I would argue that they're not the better team versus Cleveland. Oh no, no. What I'm saying, I'm saying that if you put either Cleveland or Brooklyn in the Milwaukee spot, I'm, I just chose Brooklyn because it was the the name that my eyes landed on. But I'm saying yeah. that any of the play-in teams still like maybe they're not going to win against Miami, but that doesn't mean it can't go to six games or you know it can't it can't be. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Milwaukee in itself has yet to like, like you said, nobody on the East has hit fifteen wins. Yeah. So I mean, that speaks to competitive. Yeah. So and that's really all I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I just chose Brooklyn, but I really think that even Atlanta and and Charlotte could take a few games off of either of these teams. Yeah, I think so too. I think that Atlanta could probably take either of the teams because Atlanta has basically the same roster as when they pushed Milwaukee to game seven last year in the playoffs. Yep. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte's good. They have LaMelo ball. They had to, they have to build around him. So they go out and they get a couple guys at the trade deadline. Yep. But at the end of the day, they're just a small market team who has a limit yeah. as far as they're like the pirates for basketball. It's like, I'm sorry, but There's the Pirates a, have I, more of a limit. Yeah, I know. No, no. But, like, well, they don't have more of a limit. Be, oh, well, more of a limit in terms of their ceiling. Yeah. Um, Because, like, but it's the same philosophy because the Hornets at the trade deadline can't swing for the biggest stars. Mm-hmm. They Their payroll doesn't allow for that to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not what Charlotte's going to allow you to do. So they have to pick up role players. And when they pick up role players, they're not going to go, you know, from a team that's only three games over 500 to a team that's like 15 games over 500. That's, right. you know, it, it's kind of like stay afloat move. But I um, mean, like this. And, so, so as much as I hate this 10 game, 10 team playoff with a playing tournament, it it does its job in making the smaller market teams more relevant. Yes, and I'd actually argue, though, 
like I don't watch the Heat much, and I don't watch a lot of NBA, but I know the trios. I know the dynamic. A team like Charlotte is best equipped, actually, in my opinion, to play the one seed because matching up against Giannis is I mean, just also, a nightmare for them. Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte and Atlanta can only play the one seed, by the way, right? They have to no. win two games to play the one seed. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, it gives a little bit more relevance to the small market teams who can't you know, have that big payroll in order to do what you're saying, right? Yeah. Which, you know, for the longest time, the NBA was like the league that had the most competitive balance because of the TV contracts all kind of being relatively similar. Yeah. They should have all had like a near similar cap, but for whatever reason, Charlotte just doesn't work that way. Yep. All right. Uh, we have one other thing. Yes, the the pride and joy of the NBA, which is sorry, I had to take a second to just bask in the fact that LeBron, at this point, for, okay, first of all, he's tonight sitting out his second straight game. We're now in peak LeBron. You know, has given up season, so. We had uh, the preseason talk shit about all the moves LeBron saying, keep talking about my squad, our personnel ages, the way he plays, he stays injured, we're past our prime, past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please. Let me please keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. And that was from August 4th after they signed Carmelo and all these old guys. And the fact that Anthony Davis is still basically a gurney on a basketball court. Um, so, yeah. So, that's how this is the roller coaster that LeBron goes through when he's about to miss the playoffs. It doesn't happen often. So, you've really got to enjoy it, right. which is we're, we're going to build all the hype up. And then when it's a train wreck, we're just going to completely backtrack. But then what we're going to do is around midseason say, you know, I'm sorry to the fans, we will be better, but then they don't because, you know, at least they, you know, it's like when you're at a business and HR is like, we've heard your complaint, and it's like, you know that management ain't going to do shit about it, but, you know, they say that they hear you to make you feel good. Right. Um, and then we're at, after that, they continue losing LeBron still puts up the numbers, so LeBron says, you know, I've tried to do all I can. And then we're finally reaching where we're at now, which is there's not enough games, even if they make it, LeBron probably, like, just doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to do the playing game thing, which yeah. I don't, I really don't blame him for that, you know. The, the playing game to potentially get bounced and at best, probably six games. Um, yeah. So he's going to do the fake injury thing now. Yeah, we'll see. And, but the sad thing is Carmelo Anthony is not the one doing the fake injury thing at this point. Carmelo Anthony Great. should have been the guy. <laughs> and the fact that Anthony Davis now is the one that's healthy in playing to try to keep oh, the role. Yeah. So yeah. it, it, it's not good. It's 
They have ba- borderline G League players on their bench. It's it's a lot of fun for the SFA. It's I mean, how are you gonna how else you gonna hit the cap when you have to pay all these old guys exorbitant amounts of money? Well, you know the even better thing was the uh, team future win loss for them was forty over under like forty six games, and the under hit like four weeks ago. Yeah, so not not ideal, but you know. It's fun to watch and really fun to bet against every game. Just oh, the Nuggets have four players out. Still think that they're gonna win, and then they do. All right, well, let's go from one basketball topic to another. As as we said, we started our bracket before this thing started, but we are now ending. We're going to end our bracket after this whole thing. So, uh, let's take a look at the actual tournament bracket where Gonzaga went out in the third round. No, Isn't that we'll great? we'll get to that in a second. We will get to that in a second. So, we had Kansas win it all. Um, and, again, this is in the real-life tournament. Not talking about in our tournament, even though we do have Kansas in our tournament. Which wouldn't that be great if that actually meant anything? I mean, yeah, there were also the 10 seed in whatever division they were in. If we technically predicted the correct champion, despite the fact that it happened afterwards, I mean, that would be a feat. It's still random, so we'll see. I I think we would have to advertise our credibility. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Kansas won against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, the final four had a NC face-off. Yeah, I, I love the fact that Coach K lost. I absolutely love him. Because Coach was K close. was... I don't know if you're a big Coach K fan or not. I, I imagine you fall somewhere in the I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's whatever. So Coach K, very good coach, but... For a military man, not the nicest player. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not the player, nicest person. Yeah, uh, that's fair. There's several instances of him talking to another team's player after a game and basically being like, it's classless to run up the score against our team. And it's like, okay, dude, just fucking handle the loss. Like, if the guy from Oregon wants to fucking score a layup with three seconds left, like... It, you know, so be it. Yeah, he's a right. fucking college kid. He's allowed to do immature shit. And, uh, what is it? When he took a leave of absence for an injury either in the 90s or whatever it was, uh, the interim head coach had all the losses that took place on his record when the rule states it should have been on Coach K's. So, basically, kind of, like, taking very little responsibility. He said that the UNC in the regular season was uh, really rude to him for not giving him a retirement gift when they played at UNC, despite the fact that they're rivals. Who cares, dude? (laughs) So, like, just a really petty guy. Anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the teams. I mentioned Gonzaga. You you got anything to say about them losing in the third round? Oh boy, do I. 
let's go to the next graphic on that. Okay. So I just want to point out here, and for those who watch through our YouTube, like, subscribe, share with your friends, by the way. Um, Gonzaga had Duke in their region, never got to the point of having to play Duke. Mm -hmm. And that means something because Arkansas, as good as they were this year, and as good defensively as they were, basically had offense coming from two players. Yep. And um, it, it's just a beautiful thing. Every year I say it, every fucking year, overrated. They come from a tournament where it doesn't mean much. I, I get on Instagram and go to college basketball pages, and these Gonzaga lovers are like, Ken Palm this, Ken Palm that. They have a, the 50th rated strength of schedule. Arizona has the 30th, and they're a one seed. He's like, yeah, Arizona's in a fucking power five. I don't know what to tell you. Gonzaga is still playing fucking, like, meatheads. I don't know why you think that this 58th best strength of schedule doesn't mean shit. You know why that they have a 58th ranked strength of schedule? Strength of schedule because everybody else in their fucking conference has to play Gonzaga, and that's the only fucking team with a quad one win. It's like, no shit. They strengthen their own conference, but the fact of the matter is there's just nothing fucking going on there. Yep. And so every year I gotta tell these people. I mean, every year I gotta tell friends in the bracket groups when March Madness comes when I say, I don't have them going past the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. And they're like, why? They seem legit because you can recruit as many five stars. And if they're still playing against AAU players who are 14 years old, nothing, nothing is going to match up with also actually have to play real team. Also, for for those on YouTube uh, or go go check out our YouTube in the tunnel. There is a good rant on Gonzaga for you to listen to Gonzaga rant. Our yeah. most watched video. Yeah, I mean, years. also aside from the like Gonzaga getting out in the the third round, right? Like the only real upsets that happened in this side of the bracket were Notre Dame and New Mexico State winning, yeah. but then they con- coincidentally just lost straight after. Yeah, it, you know, I I had UConn. Me personally, hand up. I had UConn beating Gonzaga. Oh, okay. they, UConn didn't make it anywhere near that far. No. They lost right away, but I thought UConn is one of those teams that always makes the run, and it was just written in stone. If they made that run, Gonzaga was done. But yeah. Arkansas took care of it. Like, yeah. my bracket, I had Gonzaga out at the Sweet 16. Yeah, okay, good. Whoever was going to do it, 5-4, whatever seed, it was... And I, I was like the biggest flex in my bracket was I had that exactly right. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised you got them to the Sweet 16. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to take the 16 seed over them. I, like, I'm, I'm not going to waste points there. Uh, I did think Memphis was going to be formidable, but like Memphis is good at recruiting, but then despite the fact they're in a weak conference, they kind of, like, don't show up half a year. Okay. So you don't really know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag. So, like, I'd rather err on the side of, like, 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know. Gonzaga still wins. Despite the fact like. Because like they actually do something with their five star recruits. They don't just fucking like get them suspended like Memphis does. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's the side of the bracket that we wanted to. Uh hone in on so oh by the way boise state versus memphis i don't know who fucking picked boise state outside of their student body that was the easiest fucking game to pick of all time it's an eight nine it's an eight nine but i didn't even know boise state had a good basketball team i mean that's why i don't i never i never considered the eight nine matchup an upset regardless of who wins no, it would have been a tremendous upset if Boise had won because gambling statistic here, I think like every team from the Mountain West in the past like 12 years or whatever the fucking number of years it was is they like immediately lose. Okay. Like it's just a bad basketball conference. Okay. Um. Right. Anyway, what we actually wanted to get to. Okay, yeah, so... We had the Cinderella story this year. We had uh, St. Peter's. Shout out to New Jersey, um, the the school that nobody really knew existed. Um, hey, I was like, watching Sean, those. Did you know that St. Peter's was a Division One school? <laughs> I, I mean, dude, we had to go through three hundred and fifty eight teams. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And I did save every fucking logo. Yeah, and I didn't even fucking remember, like. I always will confuse them with St. Francis. I don't even know if I mean the St. Francis of New York or Pennsylvania. I just <laughs> always will confuse them. But they were coached at a point by Shaheen Holloway, uh, yep. a former player at Seton Hall, who he, he did the right thing for his career and immediately capitalized on his high stock and left. <laughs> what I really see, this is what, like, but the thing that happens next is what really fucks me up about, like, the NCAA is, like, they will go so many years saying that their athletes are amateurs and they won't pay them. And now, because of NIL, they can get paid. But the coach who leaves the university can take the team he's leaving to the press conference of the new school. And that's not considered some kind of tampering because like for recruiting you can't talk to players outside of certain like periods i mean there's also transfer requirements right because they already go to a school yeah but they these kids at that point in time had not entered the transfer portal Mm. like because three of them entered the transfer portal today Mm. and the coach was introduced last week okay so, like, seems like a lot of tampering. And, yeah, there's a good chance that, regardless, the three that ended up in the transfer portal today probably go to Seton Hall because they were recruited by that coach. Because, like, when the UNCG coach left UNCG and went to Cincinnati, like, half the team from UNCG went to Cincinnati. But, like, 
Seton Hall's probably in a conference that's like adjacent to what that move would have been. And yep. like there's only so many scholarships you can actually give to players that really are only deserving of mid major. Mm-hmm. Um and but I think it's really kind of I don't know. I what do you think of the move to bring the players of the school that you're leaving to the school that you're going to. I it, I mean, like, okay, it, it definitely wouldn't fly if this was a professional environment, right? It, right. it just wouldn't fly. But I think it's a we're also thing. arguing that this is not a professional environment. I'm also arguing this isn't a good culture thing. Because I think you're dancing on the fence too much. You're, well, but I also yes, think... Well, hold on. I think... Okay, go ahead. But if something goes catastrophically wrong, you better take the full fallout. Oh, yeah. And I think, like... Yes, it's great what he did with St. Peter's. And, like... He, I get that, like... If he was going to leave, he didn't want to feel like he was leaving his guys behind. But they, at the end of the day, he's leaving his guys behind. So to make them sit in person and watch him leave them behind is kind of like, I get he's trying to be like, my team is everything and like they deserve to be in the limelight. They deserve the spotlight. Right. But like, you're kind of shoving the fact that you're leaving them like in their face. It's like, I know it hurts that you're probably most of you are stuck here at St. Peter's going right. into next year, but I'm really gonna jam it down your throat that like I'm not stuck here. <laughs> yeah. I I I just thought that 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 one was a little aggressive. I think it it it's not it it well it is a try hard move, but it's I, I get he wants to be loyal. I just think that you. When you try too hard to be loyal, you try to be everything to everybody, you end up being nothing to anybody. Right. Right. All right. So now we move on to the other side of March Madness, the fictional side of March Madness. The right. fictional, maybe not so fictional March Madness. Right. And so, we, as we have done, we have pre- recorded well not pre-recorded but we have pre-planned well the wheel had spoken to us and we put it in a nice graphic for you how about that the wheel didn't foot the bill for the graphic so no no, we put we put it in the nice graphic for you um yeah so uh through the break we've gone to the round of eight now so we can see what teams are still left Right, so let's check the R West. Right, so first of all, in the 16, we had Cleveland State, the 16 seed, making it with Southeast Louisiana, Stanford, and Kansas. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, further after that, for the round of eight or grade eight or whatever we're gonna call it, um. Southeast Louisiana and Kansas are our team. Okay. So. Kansas being the only thing tying fiction to reality. Yeah, but I mean, we have a 16 seed 
making it to the round of 16. I don't know if both of us, either of us expect that. Um, the two seed of Rutgers met an equivalent demise of their actual team, except they made it around later, <laughs> two rounds later, I guess. Their seed in real life made it because they had the play in in real yeah. life. So their seed and their spirit, I guess, moved on around further, yeah. but not in this case. Taken down by the formidable foe. Yeah, and Kansas takes down our number three seed of Stanford to get to the round of eight. Yeah. Hmm. Anything to comment on this side of the bracket for? Uh, You know, at this point in time, I feel like you have to root for Kansas just because wouldn't it be, like I said earlier, wouldn't it be amazing? If we were actually right. If we were actually right. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think at this point we are we have moved from sixty eight teams down to eight. Yep. And we still have a chance to be right. The All odds right. of that are impeccable. Alright, well, let's check the East. Where we have another twelve seed making it all the way to the eight. Round of eight. Uh but uh, on the top, we have the number one seed losing to the number eight seed for the round of 16. Um, the sixth seed makes it uh, to the round of 16. And the 15 seed also with the sixth seed well, making it teams, to eight. Let's say who the teams are, too. Let's, yeah. Let's so, so we have Delaware as the sixth seed. Delaware, in our case, making it significantly farther than they did in in march madness in real life but that's okay you know we we err on the side of those delaware fans who had gone to sleep the night before the tournament with championship aspirations in their mind and we played to their hearts yep um, because they are in the uh round of eight as is east carolina who in real life probably got knocked out somewhere in the conference tournament and thought that their season was over yeah um, um... And in the round of 16 were Detroit Mercy and Arkansas State, if you were wondering. Yes, Arkansas State being the team that gets the Sweet 16 from Arkansas, very loosely tied to the Arkansas uh, that did some damage in the round of 16 in real life, but not the same team, although the same colors. I will throw that out there. Does it mean anything? Not a fucking chance. All right. Well, we have um right. Sacred Heart making it to the round of sixteen, and another number twelve seed in USC. The number one seeded Sacred Heart. They unfortunately meet their demise, much like a Gonzaga-based run. Yep. They lose to the Power Five school in uh, USC, and they will be meeting Ole Miss. The two seed out of yeah. The so with this one, the only like this was almost a one two three four for the round of sixteen, but you know USC just had to ruin its party. Well, by the time that we hit like the thirtieth year anniversary, maybe we'll have a one two three four. Hey, this was close. I think this is as close as we're gonna get. Yeah, it's almost like when we did the the wheel spin NFL mock draft and we actually I guess like some dude from Purdue to the Eagles and it actually happened. Yeah. 
And I don't know what happened to that guy. I don't think he got drafted in the first round. I think he got drafted like in the fifth round. Yep. Um. Anyway, yeah. So you had Sacred Heart, USC, Hampton, and Ole Miss, uh, in the round of sixteen. With USC and Ole Miss being our round of eight for this region. Yep. What do you think's gonna happen here? Uh, we've got two power fives. I, I gotta. I'm throwing my hat behind USC for this one. Okay, then I'll go with Ole Miss because I like powder blue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Last region, All we right. had Coppin State at the eight seed, uh, UCLA, Fordham, and UT Rio Grande Valley. So I will take a second to realize we had UCLA, maybe not in the right region, but we did have them reach the proper round for real life. They reached the Sweet 16, and then they lost. So Did they lose to Coppin State? I think not. No, but, you know, I had Gonzaga losing to UConn, but they still lost in the same spot. Credit to us. We got one right. We okay. got at least one right this year. Kansas is our other opportunity. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Coppin State being the eight seed, they are going to meet the two seed of UT Rio Grande, mm-hmm. not Rio de Janeiro, as I had previously thought in other episodes. Uh, if you want to go back and hear me fuck up, all of our episodes are available. They... UT Rio Grande beating the 11 seeded Fordham. By the way, I think our only seed in the Sweet 16 that was a odd number, I want to say. Or maybe I'm thinking Elite 8, we had all even numbers. Yeah, seeded, I think so. Which is quite a feat in itself. But yeah. That's just what happens with numbers. You've got a 50%. Yeah, chance. so. UT Rio Grande Valley and Coppin State make up the Elite Eight from this. Yes, yeah, so we go from Power Fives to lack of any power uh, for the Let alone right, five. to represent the, the region. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right, I, well. Let's... Statistics don't speak for either of those teams to be good. So, yeah, here are our matchups. Well, what, do you, what do you think? I mean... I think I would like to see Kansas. I'd like to see East Carolina, just because I think we've seen enough of Delaware. Okay. I don't know why I feel like we've seen enough of Delaware, but I feel like we've seen enough of Delaware. It's like one of those gut instincts you just have to be like, you know, there's something fucking with me about this much yellow. Um, <laughs> and that's coming from a Steelers fan. Um, I'd like to see Ole Miss, despite the fact they're just really bad, because I would like to see a high seed. Mm. And then, I don't know. It's a toss-up with how bad it could get with Coppin State versus UT Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, well, one of them's making it to the four. Uh, I mean, again, I'm on the USC train. Let's just go for all of the 12 seeds, you know? been on that boat too if we had a 12 seed coming out of Coppin in Rio yeah. in that region 
but the fact that it's fucked up as it is, and, like, we're not gonna get... Like, it would've been beautiful. Like, you don't want all four one seeds, but all four 12 seeds would've been great parody. Yeah. I, I think, you know, going forward, if we ever get that, we have to mark that down as something, a talking point to go through. Yep. Because just this statistical anomaly of it. Yeah, so uh, next time, I'm pretty sure the wheel will have divined us the whole matchup. Yeah. So we will see then. The wheel's getting tired of working overtime because it only gets paid salary. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're hitting up the NHL next, where basically all the teams have been decided, for the East at least. Despite the fact that nobody's actually really clinched anything. Uh, I, I mean, you can say that the Canadians, Devils, and Flyers have clinched something. No, I, I mean clinched, not being eliminated. <laughs> That's not, I, I know it's technically clinching something bad, but like clinching is only supposed to be associated with something good. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is like... Freaking the wildcard teams have a minimum of 84 points, where the next team in the East has under 70. So, like, what the heck is going on? There's no way. The East is basically decided like you see on the screen. I have nothing else to say. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we have, what, the Hurricanes, Rangers, Penguins. We have... Panthers, Maple Leafs, Lightning. Yep. And, yeah, uh, and then Bruins Capitals. Jack, we have breaking news that Jack Hughes is done for the season. Hmm. MCL sprain. Great. <laughs> Who's going to help you get out of the basement now? I mean, to be fair, like the Devils weren't going to make the playoffs this year, but we should have been where the Islanders are at least. So, basically like the top stair of the basement? Well, no, like, about 500, not top of the basement. I'm saying, like, about 500. Yeah. Um, like, I, again, I, I never, I didn't think we were going to make the playoffs, but I think, like, you know, about 500, maybe a little under it, not, you know, 20 games from it or whatever it is. Well, one of these days, you guys spent the big money last year and it, Obviously did not pay off, so now it's time to reevaluate. Now you just need your Ray Shero, your new Ray Shero to trade away all the pieces. Yep. Alright, well, let's look at the West. Where it's a little more uh I'm still of the, the opinion the devil should bring back Bo Bennett. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna help us no matter what. Well, you'll get insur health insurance payouts to the payroll. That you can use for other players because he'll be constantly injured. Uh, it's like it's anyway, like a trade exception. Anyway, so you got the Flames, Kings, and Oilers from the Pacific, the Avalanche, Wild, and Blues from the Central, with two other Central teams being in the Wild Card, and then whatever the Coyotes are. Yeah, we, have, we do have an alternative. Well, whatever the Coyotes and Blackhawks are. Yes, we do have an alternative universe this year where the Golden Knights are absolute shit, despite the fact that they never learned how to be sellers instead of buyers. They're, they're only... They're, I mean, they're pretty close. They can still make it. 
they can still make it, but they really probably shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. It would be in their best interest to, like, reevaluate the whole buy-in every year thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But now they have Eichel, and they still have no draft picks, so. Yep. Um, Jets kind of... I mean, the whole Central is really competitive this year. I was actually kind of surprised at how... In a good way or a bad way? I think it's pretty good. It just kind of sucks for the teams that are on the cusp. Now, is the Pacific then the one that's competitive in a bad way? Yes. <laughs> this seems to always be those losers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if you just look at it, right, for the Central, because, yeah. you have the wild card. just the Avalanche at the top. Then you have the Wild, Blues, Predators, Stars, and Jets. All right clumped in there. Yes. The the beauty of the wild card spots is that they're all only being fought over by central teams. And the Golden Knights, who we should think shouldn't be there. Yeah, no. They're, they're basically not there. Yeah. At least to me, they're not there. Right. So, I mean, th- at least I think that's why the central is a good competition. The Pacific, on the other hand, is like, what? Yeah. Which makes me feel bad for the Blackhawks. Because, like, yeah, they're bad. But, like, they're the one team that, like, is really just struggling while there's competitiveness everywhere else. Yeah, and the Coyotes, we don't talk about them. No, I mean, they're basically not a team. They're going to play on a college campus next year, so we have to treat them appropriately as an amateur hockey team. Yeah. But kudos to them for having the budget for a play-by-play staff. <laughs> Alright, well. Um, you got anything to say to wrap us up? Um, I think, you know, we have a real opportunity with the wheel. Uh, as I said, uh, stay tuned for baseball, which will be starting this year. We weren't able to get to NHL trade deadline just because the moment had seemingly passed a little bit. Uh, but I know that was in Sean's wheelhouse, so I apologize for keeping Sean away from that one. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of fun stuff coming. We just got to figure out how to best present it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and catch you next time.